Season four, episode nine and ten. Brave recruits and Bla- uh, brave volunteers. Brave volunteers and a modest proposal. A sound argument. Oh, I just I had them so confidently in my head, and then the second I hit record, I lost them. A sound a, solution. A sound <laughs> argument. A sound <laughs> argument. For all the theme music. We weren't here last week because I needed a little resty poo, but we're back and we are going to cover both episodes this week on Tea Time with Titans Extras and Attack on Titan after show podcast. Um, my name is Sullivan Harris. This is I do not read the manga, so this is my first time experiencing any of this. And yeah, I'm glad we finally have a couple episodes where we can uh, kind of take a breather, I guess. I'm bad. I'm the beard, tits, and ass titan. I am a manga reader, and I'm drinking jasmine green tea. Uh, I'm Chris Rowe. I am also a mango reader. Fuck, I said mango again. Um, and I'm drinking strange black liquid. After the first couple episodes, we talked a bit about how this feels very like epilogue this season. Like it, season three kind of felt like the finale, and this kind of feels like an afterthought but in a good way and these episodes are really giving me that vibe again because we had a couple episodes there where it was like all out action non-stop and now we're kind of back to the more like reflective kind of calm thematic storytelling honestly i would reverse it i would say that seasons one through three feel like the prologue to season four i feel like it can be looked at either way the only way i say the opposite is just because season four is just one season but yeah that's also true i i got a lot of that vibe in these two episodes of just like there could be like three other shows using the first three seasons as a starting point like especially when we get to like the azumbito family stuff yeah like all of their stuff it's like it could be an entire other show in and of itself um like the things they touch on in the second episode but um, let's start with brave, brave recruits. Volunteers. Brave, what is it? Volunteers. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> this episode is great. We start with like the boats showing up to Perry. Well, we start with so there's like a wrapping of this episode of Armin talking to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> of Armin wrapping his life story to someone <laughs> off screen, and I kind of want to talk about the structure of these episodes. So they're starting where, like, the last episode's left off, and then it's flashing back to, like, the past three years. But the way it flashes between the two, I think, is really interesting, because it's, like, very sparing when it goes back and forth, and it kind of just touches back on present time just to reinforce the thoughts of the flashbacks, and I think it does it really well. But this episode specifically has this, like, framing structure of, Armin talking to somebody off screen and he says to them like I don't know if you want to hear this 
but I'm going to tell you anyways, and hopefully something will come of it. And so we start out with the fucking, like, this boat shows up at Paradise, and it's one of those scout ships that we've heard of before, and Hanji in these scenes is great. <laughs> like, we didn't get much of her in the past couple episodes, and I love what we're getting of her so far, because she's, like, kind of not good at her job. <laughs> <laughs> but she's and having she a blast with her role. She's very yeah. much classic Hanji in this scene. Yeah, she's like putting on this whole show trying to convince the ship captain that <laughs> this like search party they sent down to shore hung out with them for a bit and now they're all good friends. <laughs> <laughs> and we meet Niccolo for the first time who I think is just a very fun character, Chef Niccolo. And yeah, I mean, what can we say about this? Aaron turns into a fucking titan, lifts the ship. It's awesome. We have, like, Yelena and Onyankapan turning on the ship captain. There's just, like, all of these chess pieces moving around the board. That is awesome. I love all the shit in this episode that's, like, the Paradisians learning about the mainland. Like, there's a lot of that, and it's all so fun. Like... <laughs> When Hanji has the gun pointed and she, at like, her eye, is yeah. pointing at her eye, yeah. There's just, like, all these fun lines, like, oh, so that's how you shoot multiple bullets. Like, they're kind of picking apart the mechanics of it. Yeah, there's a fun little conversation that didn't quite make it into the episode. It's, like, kind of implied with, like, it's, like, Armin narrating and you see all the characters talking. Onyankapan introduces them to the idea of a port. And yeah, there's, like, this back-and-forth conversation where Connie is, like, the children play with it, and John's like, you idiot, it's not a toy, it's a bathhouse, right? And then Sasha's like, you're a pervert, it's food, obviously, right? And then <laughs> yeah, and she's drooling. Hanji's like, Hanji's like, it's a place where ships can safely dock, and Onankapan has like this look of surprise, as like Hanji kind of just pieced together based on what mm -hmm. oh, he introduced to her. Yeah, and okay, a couple things on that, like there is this shock from like Yelena and Onyankapan of like how intelligent and how like quickly these people have evolved on this island. Yeah. Um, and then also they do kind of have that in the background of that scene though, right? Like, yeah. They there. have Onyankapan spread across the, the blueprints and like in the background you see Jean and Connie just screaming at each other. Yes, that's exactly that's the conversation they're hinting at with that animation. Just to keep going on that thought, like we have the incredibly funny moment of Sasha going, why are you black? <laughs> yeah. Sasha canceled. I, I love this because we have all this stuff of like, they're showing them trains, they're showing them ports, they're showing them, they're like talking to them about like airplanes and shit, right? So Anyankopan is like, well, yeah, our creator wanted there to be some variety, you know? And they think that they're going to get an answer to who created us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Onyankapan's response of just like, well, you know, like I believe in the creator. Some people believe in this and that. Like we're all free to believe whatever we want, right? Like I, I, I really like that because I the show doesn't touch on religion. I guess like not in the way we think about it. Like there's the cult of Ymir stuff, and there's like I don't know. Like religion is more spoken of as history in this show. I feel like. And this is kind of our first, like, yeah, anyone can just believe what they want. Like, that's the beauty of the world, right? I mean, we have the whole wall church followers. Yeah, but they're fucking weirdos. They, they got <laughs> murked. They got squished. Um, but the shot, the moment of shock you're talking about is when Yelena was explaining one of the reasons that Marley hasn't attacked Paradise is because there's all these 
because they're like, fuck, there's a bunch of Titans we've dumped there forever. Um, <laughs> and there's it's hilarious the things they choose to adapt directly from the manga, because then there's just this shot of this Titan party of all these yeah. Titans like dancing outside the walls. I wonder if this is a reference to where the wild things are. I wrote where the wild titans are because like just the way like the way their bodies are posed like it's very reminiscent of like uh, the wild rumpus in where the wild things are. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Maybe. But it's the same vibe. But yeah, I like the titan party. And then they're kind of shocked that they're like given the fact that we're all just chilling here drinking tea that must mean you've killed all of the Titans. Levi is like, well, what, are you just going to take that information back to Marley um, so they'll come attack us? And Yelen is like, no, like that just means you're much more impressive than we thought you were. And it's just an interesting milestone to think that they've killed yeah. every Titan on Paradise now. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting because like, what's the enemy now? It's the entire world. Right. And and then also like the start of the show was like one Titan showing up was an issue. Yeah. And then just over the course of like, like, I don't know, like a year and a half, they were able to kind of turn the tides and kill them all. Like that's wild. Um, and it's also weird to think Irwin's thing in season three, where he like basically kills off all of the survey Corps to, like quote unquote win it kind of doesn't feel like a victory but at the same time like that led everyone to survive and now they've killed all the titans like it's it's kind of cool to see the uh like the ripple effect of that action. yeah in season three we're kind of transitioning to titans being like almost a non-issue with this mm-hmm. executioner from hell idea that they started to figure out ways that they could kill Titans without even having to fight them, giving them like the mm-hmm. massive upper hand. They just slaughtered Titans all through the one winter, they said. The so like Yelena and Onyankapan and these like followers of Zeke, I think are fascinating. They explain that they sort of came from uh being overtaken by Marley and they had were forced to become soldiers because Marley attacked them. And then Zeke, the beast Titan, seeing him was a beacon of hope. Um, and I think they're cool because they're they are this weird third party, right? Like there's Marleans who hate the Eldians, there's Eldians who hate the Marleans, and then there's just these people who were affected by war and they saw these titans and instead of seeing them as devils or seeing them as a weapon they saw them as a beacon of hope like that's what yelena says i think that is interesting and it's a cool motivation and also there's a lot in these episodes that makes me very skeptical of what they're saying uh outright (laughs) um especially in the next episode but yeah yelena's got an erection for the jaeger bros (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, I, i wrote zeke needs founding titan and royal titan yeah so we have this like scene where we get to see some characters we haven't s- saw in a long time we see pixis we see uh zachary, zachary. nile uh, we see nile yeah and we get this like confirmation that aaron like because it hasn't been outwardly said that aaron knows that like the royal titan is the one that does the thing and that the smiling titan was his mom but like 
well not his mom his stepmom or whatever but um he like outright says it um i love like all the shit with historia or that might be in the next episode right these episodes kind of blend together so they have this whole conversation where they're like fuck zika's full of shit and then um aaron's like no he's telling the truth and they're like i still think he's full of shit (laughs) um and so i and then oh i think what happens next is like more ships start showing up right like marley starts sending more ships and they just keep taking them over pretty much yeah this time it was armin in the ocean and then like oyanka pond and other soldier are like it's the enemy jump overboard come here and then <laughs> yeah. they show up to all the guns pointed to their face and levi being like a welcoming committee tour guide like welcome to the filthy island of filthy devils would you like your pig piss now or later (laughs) yeah we get the nice little scene with like so we get the idea that these uh marlians are kind of being like accepted into parody society in like these servant roles almost Mm -hmm. like if they if they prove to be good boys that won't just start murdering people they can like cook food or become waiters and shit like that and so like Niccolo cooks some seafood for everyone uh it's a very sweet scene where Sasha goes ham uh just starts tearing into some lobster she goes lobster actually (laughs) probably my favorite scene in the show is this part where uh Mikasa Armin and Aaron are like training with rifles uh at this like shooting gallery yeah they have this conversation where So, like, Armin is always very hopeful, um, so it's not surprising from him, but Mikasa is also very, like, looking on the bright side of things in this scene. And Aaron is not. And Aaron is very much not. Like, Mikasa and Armin are both like, well, why are we trying to do this whole, like, secret underground thing with Zeke when we could just show him that we're good guys? (laughs) You know, show him our smiling faces and it'll be great. And Mikasa's like, or... Aaron's fucking like, no, we have to use violence to scare them to buy us more time. Yeah, he's Armin's like, we got to correct some misconceptions. And Aaron's like, what misconceptions? They think we're a dirty race that can be turned into Titans. Are they wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Armin even says, like, if we do the rumbling, like we will be the devils that they say we are Um, like (laughs) Yeah, like there's no going back from that, right? <laughs> Another fun detail I love about this scene is Armin is like, or Aaron's shooting the glass bottles. And every time he gets ready to shoot, Armin like covers his ears, but yeah. Mikasa is unflinching, just standing there. I just think that's so sad to see like Mikasa being hopeful for once, right? Like she's the one bringing up the points like there are Marlians that are just like us that, you know, want just want peace like we do um and just to have that instantly shut down by the person she like cares about the most Mm -hmm. is depressing and it's also kind of like the start of aaron's journey into becoming like this weird kind of anti-hero sort of figure yeah like see there is there was something about how at the start of the episode when we saw aaron as the attack titan to pick up the bow and do shit like he's still like with the survey corps and Hanji and what we just saw in Liberio 
didn't feel the same as what that kind of was. It was Aaron acting on his own. So the next episode starts. So this episode starts with like a title card that says three years ago. The next episode starts with a title card that says two years ago. So I'm guessing the next one's going to start with a title card that says one year ago. Um, And I think the very interesting like narrative thing that these episodes are doing is it's setting up that mystery of how the fuck did Aaron get like this? Mm -hmm. And even though we're like two episodes into what I'm assuming is this three part story, we don't have a clear vision yet. So like. I'm kind of hoping the next episode's going to be that final puzzle piece that really like puts that character art uh, together because he is at the beginning of this still hopeful Aaron who, you know, wants to be good and fight back and save the world and all this shit. And we're just getting these like little glimpses at these cracks in his character. Um, But even by like the end of the next episode, it's like, he still has that hope in him. So I'm wondering what that turning point is going to be. Like, it's just a fascinating mystery and like study, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just to bust through the rest of this, because there's not much more that happens. Like we have all the stuff at Sasha's grave, which I think is just incredible. Um, Mikasa sitting at Sasha's grave, I think is an incredible visual. I mean, just the way that that's drawn. There's also the transition to this scene of Aaron shooting the gun, transitioning it's immediately to Sasha good. getting shot and then her mm-hmm. grave. And it's like, are we worth it? And that's one of those like few switches between the two times that mm-hmm. we get. Um, yeah, like I, I don't even know how to put it into words. It's just the way that Mikasa is drawn, like kind of slumped over. The look on her face, like it says so much about her relationship to Sasha, which we talked about in the Assassin's Bullet episode, but like it says so much about how close they were. Yes. Without saying anything or really showing much. I just think it's like a brilliant uh, image. And she's and we at this point, isn't she like repeating the mantra saying if we if we win, we fight our other way around. Yeah, we can't Mm. live without fighting. And we win, we live. And it transitions to Aaron saying the same thing into the mirror. Yeah, and then he's like, fight. Tatakai. 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 And then the last thing that happens in there, well, I mean, like, that's the last thing that happens, but there's one more little bit where, like, um, Niccolo tries to come to Sasha's grave and he gets, like, beaten by a Paradisian. And we're starting to see that like on parodies, the Marleans are treated like Eldians are treated in Marley. Mm-hmm. Like it is this one to one comparison. And um, the the, we the garrison our, guy says like the all the people in this graveyard are killed because of your kind. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to think that like they group in all Titan kills as basically Marley did it. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. and so many fucking people have died to Titans. And you can imagine how that and, would rile a nation. Yeah, and to the point of like last episode when Connie goes up to uh, Sasha, or Sasha goes up to Connie and John, and she's like, uh, "Fuck no, I'm mixing this all up." Connie goes up to Sasha and John, and he's like, "We're different, right?" And like we see that in this part of Connie and John coming to like help Nicolo and like they see that he is as affected by this death as they are and they do not see him as a part of that like bigger picture that everyone else is seeing them as. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a very sweet scene. We have 
Connie like thanking Niccolo for feeding Sasha so much tasty food, uh, which that's the part that got me the most in this episode. And uh, Connie saying that they're like twins. Uh, it's just depressing. And then Sasha's dad shows up, which is nice. We've only seen him in like one episode before this. Yep. Um, but <laughs> he's he's a fun character. Um, is that the girl that Sasha yeah. saved with him? I was curious if you'd pick up on that because I wasn't going to bring it up unless you did. Yeah. That was a nice little Yeah, it's detail. the little girl she saves in that uh, town from season two. And I, I just love the characterization of Sasha's dad because it's so fucking strong. <laughs> like, Niccolo being like, they let me cook. Like, I can cook you guys some food if you want. And his reaction not being, like, super sad or, like... uh angry or anything it's just it's on the house right and he like shakes Niccolo's <laughs> hand like he doesn't see he's he also doesn't see any difference between him and Niccolo even if he is a Marlin right yeah. yeah um and that is like true to what little we've seen of his character so far yeah he was I'm always a very wise character and talking to yeah. Sasha <laughs> um and then the episode oh <laughs> there's a fucking part where they bring uh Levi brings Zeke to <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and fucking Zeke. This is my hotel. Glaring at me. Yeah. The, Zeke is such a fucking goober in these yeah, episodes. Him looking up at the giant trees with his mouth hanging open. It's just so fucking funny. <laughs> I also love him in the cart where he's like, "Please stop glaring at me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when Zeke's trying to and have the, like a the, normal that line conversation. Beautiful. With and Levi's yeah. just not reciprocating. He's like, I'm going to chop you up and send you back to Marley. And then they'll kill your family for being a traitor. <laughs> yeah. And then the episode ends with, obviously, the reveal of Armin talking to Annie uh, in the crystal, who we have not seen in fucking, what, 40 episodes? Maybe 45? Yeah, he compares it to, like, like you guys did on that day. You didn't have a choice. Yeah, and he's almost pleading with her, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, yes, like talk to me, like come out of here, like he wants. I don't know, like maybe she can help them, right? Yeah. Um, because something fascinating that Noah McMullen, past and future guest, uh, brought up to me when we were texting about this episode was, like Armin. There's a part in this episode where Aaron's like, Armin, have you seen Bertholdt's memories? Yeah. And so Armin has the memories of Bertholdt, who we know had a big crush on Annie, right? And so, like, we were just wondering how much of that uh, has to do with this, you know? Like, is Armin kind of confiding in Annie because he, like, feels this connection because of his memories with Bertholdt? Or does maybe he know something um, about Annie's character that everyone else doesn't that maybe he can use to, to like swing her to their side? Um, I don't know. I think there's something, something, something a little bit deeper going on there. Uh, tatakoi, tatakoi. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing to say on that is um, way back in season one, and Armin was pretty much the only person Annie talked to in the, the training regiment. Good point. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I'm just like, like in the inspection, and later when Armin's trying to get Annie to follow them. Mm-hmm. Fuck. 
And they don't go back to that in the next episode, which made me kind of sad. But hopefully the next episode we'll get some more Annie. I'm just glad we got to see her again. Her hair looks stupid, though. <laughs> next episode is a sound argument. Um, it opens with... <laughs> this is a funny episode. We yeah. haven't had any, like, funny episodes this season yet. This is a funny episode. <laughs> like, we have Hanji coming in, and Aaron is just doing this, like, brooding supervillain thing. In front of his cum just... sink. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's all pasty and ripped, and it's kind of gross. <laughs> um, but I wrote Hanji as a Reddit conspiracy theorist, <laughs> because the last episode ended with Aaron going, like, Tatakoi, Tatakoi, and she's like, Tatakoi, Tatakoi, you said it twice, Tatakoi, Tatakoi. Does that mean that there are two fights? Like, she's just fucking, like, tearing it apart. Yeah, she's just um, trying to say something to get Aaron to talk, and she just keeps mm-hmm. saying various things about, I don't think it's normal to talk in front of the mirrors. Who are you fighting? What are we fighting? What? How many fights yeah. are there? <laughs> and she's just, like, talking to him like he's an old friend, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, which is, like, I don't know what to make of that, really. Like, I don't know if that's just Hanji stunting, trying to be, like, a good leader, um, or if that's just Hanji's personality, like her kind of carefree-ish personality going in, because Aaron just did some fucked up shit, and it's strange that she's talking to him like this, but it's probably what you're saying, of just like she's trying to get a response, just anything out of him. Um, and yeah, the, it ends and it goes into the theme song music with Hanji being like, I never thought you would sacrifice Historia, which I yelled when that happened, that made me upset. <laughs> Um, cause then it just cuts to the theme music. Um, but yeah, they, this episode fucking goes right into, it took them a year to build this entire complex ship port, which is wild. I guess I don't know much about construction, but that seems very quick to me, especially for people with like not a lot of technology. Yeah. So the whole point um, of what they've been saying, you know, they're building a port, they build a railroad in this episode and that's because the yeah, Marleyan engineers are helping them. Okay, I guess. Th- I mean, that makes sense, I guess. That's just a lot of work to do in a year. Um, but the Azumbido, Azumbidos show up, which is cool. Because we, we had a little hit, thought that they were going to be a bit more important. And now we're starting to see like why she was being all shady with Willie and stuff. Um, so, okay, this episode wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. Like, I saw a sound argument. I thought the whole thing was going to be just, like, everyone sitting in a room talking about Historia's fate, right? Like, can we use her to control, like, the rumbling or whatever? And then just out of nowhere, we get, like, Mikasa backstory. Yep. We get fucking Ackerman explanations. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Um, well, not fucking, the Ackerman like, side, her Asian side, right? Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because Ackerman is her dad. Yep. And Azubito is her mom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking the alternative side of the Attack on Titan fan base is probably losing their minds because Mikasa's fucking tatted. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> she's fucking she's tatted, dude. Yeah, I don't she's think got, this is like, something that's ever been shown before in the anime that she has bandages on her right arm always. Isn't... Is there not in season two intro a shot of her wrapping the bandages on her? There arm? might be. Yeah, there like, is. I feel like there is. It's the one that. Has- yeah, it's the one that Joanna pointed out because yeah. her boobs are big. 
She's like rapping <laughs> and then she looks out the window. Um, yeah. But that's the only thing I could think of that reminded me of that. And I was like, do I need to go back and look and see if there's wrapping on her arms the whole time? But yeah, whatever. So she's like a shogun superhero or something from she's like the descendant of the ruler of Hizaru. Yeah. And they call her the hope of Hizaru. Like, what the fuck? That's wild. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just, like, this weight put on her. And, like, she... Her mom put this tattoo on her or something and said, like, never show this to anyone. And, yeah, all this Give stuff is crazy. Give your kids tattoo if you ever have kids. Yeah. And Aaron's the only one that has seen it before. Um, <laughs> I just like yeah, the, lo- the, the out-of-context frame of Aaron... Or <laughs> Aaron saying, you showed it to me when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you yours. Show me mine. Or wait. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Um, no, but this is what I was talking about. Of like, This feels like them, like the world they're setting up here is just like an entirely different show. Like They just explained the background to a TV show that has lasted five seasons, but we haven't seen, you know, <laughs> Yeah. of these like Shogun warriors. And like, they have like Historia is their missing, uh, like chosen one. Like, I don't know. It's wild. It kind of feels offbeat for the show, but whatever. I'm into it. Yeah. And especially um, we have this like backstory of Hizuru, like being the only ally of Eldia in the great Titan war and losing mm-hmm. and crumbling because of it. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, that gives them a good reason to be coming here and doing all this shit. But Historia is so fucking cute in this episode. Um, there's like this moment between her and Mikasa where, I don't know, she like gets this breadcrumb of like, here's something I can connect to Mikasa with, right? Yeah. And like, she's really sweet about it. She's like, we both have trauma in our past. Like, we're both expected to do these things. Isn't this great? And like, Aaron's smiling and... Historia smiling and Mikasa smiling and it's just like a great little scene. Um so Hizuru lays out Zeke's plan, right? Like mm-hmm. finally, like this three-part plan he has. Um and this scene is it's weird for them to be talking about the rumbling as if it's like a canon, you know? Like they're talking about it so passively. You know, it's like step one. We give him a little taste of the nuke. Step two. Um, so, like, step two is, like, they're going to, like, bow to it pretty much, right? Like, Hezru is going to be like, ah, that power is so great. Like, we, they could kind of put on a little show. Well, is that the step idea? two is fortify the military of parodies to the point that they right. don't need the rumbling. Right, right, right. Um, and then Hezru would bow to them or whatever, and then they could get all the resources from parodies. Yeah, and- I don't. I don't know if it'll come up later, but the conversation's a little bit deeper in the manga where she, the um, Miss Azuma Bito explains like, Paris right now is a hundred years behind the world. However, it won't take a mm-hmm. hundred years for you to catch up. We can right. kind of make some leaps and bounds and probably get you there in fifty. And I feel like there's also an aspect of, like, n- not only are like do they already have all the knowledge but also the paradisians are incredibly like adept yeah. you know like they pick shit up very quickly and have been evolving very quickly on their own um 
and like we see that like the technology they have the rest of the world doesn't expect in the previous episodes like the battle in liberio um it's and because it of their superior edge. Eldian asses yeah. and their techniques yeah. of wiping them <laughs> there's this we get this little scene between zeke and uh miss azumbi lady kiyomi or whatever and lady kiyomi where it's kind of I don't know if I'm misreading this, but it's kind of hinted that the that the Hizuru made the ODM gear. Like Zeke shows her the ODM gear and she has this like, huh, oh my god, where'd you get that? And Zeke's like, ah, so you recognize it. And then he gives it to her as a gift, which is kind of like it feels to me like fucking like a person coming to like a Marlian, right? Coming to this nation he conquered and like handing them a an old fucking samurai sword or something like this is from your family from long ago, like a gift from me to you to show that like, I respect you and that this plan is legit, which makes me wonder if there's fucking like shoguns with ODM gear flying around in ancient Hizuru, which would be sick as fuck. Um, but there's something like that. I don't know if you guys could touch more on that or if there's an answer coming up. I but. don't think that's, I'm trying to remember like what the context of her reacting like that is. Yeah, there is something like that that she kind of recognizes. Yeah, it. well, be- Zeke. Yeah, Zeke specifically says, "Ah, so you recognize it, even though you shouldn't." He says, "Like this is top secret for like the Marley brass mm-hmm. or whatever that this exists." And yeah. He- so I wonder. I'm just wondering. Uh, hey, tweet at us. Do you think the Hizuru had samurai with ODM gear? That'd be awesome. Because like the well, thing is, is it needs, swords, which it is needs that stone from parodies to work. Right, the ice burst stone. Um, is the ice burst stone does that is that like Titan hardening stone? I I, it's so. adjacent. I don't know if they're okay. I don't know if, if they ever mention it, but it's definitely it's something that's only found in parodies. Right. They do say that, and that's making me wonder what its connection to the titans is i feel um, like it's implied that it's made from titans. It's titan farts okay it's the titan swept coming out of the wall <laughs> titan's feet just dripping down into the ground he's real money grubbers they just want money they just want also, that crystal some, something yeah. i noticed when uh lady kiyomi's talking to zeke her eyes are open but when she's on paradise talking to the eldians her eyes are closed I think you're just uh, racist. Yeah, yeah true. Racist. And she's also drooling on parodies. <laughs> yeah, she drools. Um. Okay. Oh, there's another part of the plan, right? The three part plan, which is uh, we're going to Titans for the next. Right. You know, you have as many children as possible. Yeah. Which Aaron and like, Historia both look like pale to that. Yeah. And because Aaron specifically brings up, he's like, like he, fuck that. We lived like cattle for all of these years, and now you're gonna make us breed like cattle. Like that's fucked up. And like especially since you know Historia is maybe the one character that Aaron has connected with on a deeper level than just, uh, my friends. Ah, you know. And I. Like, that is just completely fucked up to me. And, like, that is what all of our characters are thinking. They're like, hell no, we're not going to do that. Um, And I love this line from Hanji of, is it right for us to push our problems onto the next generation for its slight comfort now? 
um, which I think is a very potent thought for, uh, you know, for the real world. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember if this is a scene, a line that got cut, or if it's a line coming up earlier or later. But there's a line I remember from I want to say Hanji, where she's like, "That makes us no different than the Rices if we go through with this plan." She does not say that in the episode. Yeah, but yeah, because that's exactly what the Rices were trying to do. He's just trying to pass the shit down to Historia. Wow, I didn't even think of that. They probably left it out because it's so obvious, and I just didn't (laughs) put it together. (laughs) No, but yeah, basically it's the same plan, huh? Just, like, slightly different. Um, Aaron is really a villain in this episode. Like, Hanji's trying to connect with him, and he's like what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm just trying to talk to you about Titans. You know, we're buds, right? And Aaron like grabs her by the shirt collar and he's like, I could break out of here in a second if I wanted to. I could crush you like a bug and you could do nothing about it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, What the fuck? Why is he being he also, like this? Yeah, so his, his anger is specifically directed at like Hanji being like, we want to come up with another plan. We really tried. And Aaron's like, you did nothing. You contributed nothing. What am I supposed to do, Hanji? Mm-hmm. And then Hanji calls him a perv. Yeah. He, <laughs> this, this is something I didn't realize when reading the manga. Like, he has this argument and he grabs her. And it just kind of looks like Isayama's, like, emphasizing the scene. But, like, he's, like, ready to transform. He does the they, like, t- Oh, yeah, like, there's the, the spark. Anime. So that is just making me so fucking, I don't know, hype, but also nervous for the next episode. Because I feel like we're going to get the explanation of like what this turning point was for Aaron. And I'm not going to like it. Um, But Historia gets pregnant from a nice farm boy, which kind of has this air of like, <laughs> I don't know. Historia has always been like this. Like she knows what she has to do, right? Like she's not going to put herself above the greater good and it's kind of just always her friends who are doing that yeah it's kind of that same air as when levi asked her to be queen and everyone's like fuck no and his story is like i'll do it bitch exactly yeah and she just like goes out on her old volition and it's like all right uh, if i'm gonna do this at least i can do it with someone who i actually like um it's still kind of depressing and dark though um this there's like this scene with I don't know, Niall is there, and there's a couple, like, head honchos. There's eating food, slurping down wine. Getting drunk. Yeah, and this, like, fat dude is just like, hey, fuck it, let's turn her into a titan now, we'll kill that baby. Yeah, he calls her this, this, like, this low-bred country girl going and getting Mm -hmm. knocked up. And, like, he's throwing out these theories of, like, did she just do that so she would, like, delay her transformation and this and that. Um, Niall is being, I guess, a good guy throughout the whole thing and being like, hey, come on, man. <laughs> She's pregnant. She's our queen. Chill. Um, and is Niccolo going to murder them? <laughs> is he putting some a little uh, poison in their wine? <laughs> he fucking, the servant that's serving them goes downstairs and Niccolo's there and he's like, it's this bottle, right? <laughs> and then there's this music sting like, da-na-na. came in the wine, that's why. Marlian bath water. Cut. Cut a couple seconds earlier, he's just like, (laughs) got him. (laughs) Yeah, that makes me nervous, though. Um, Mostly because Niall is there. I don't want Niall's to die. Um, And 
God, because there's also like the Pixis, Pixis, um, is kind of like uh, uh, I don't know, putting Yelena and all the other Marleans under house arrest. Yeah, he's like, um, you know, hopefully you can forgive our suspicions at this point, but we got to be cautious. Right, and listen, it makes sense, right? Like Zeke is here, you know, the Zeke that slaughtered the Survey Corps, and um. It's just like we gotta we gotta keep our guns on you for a second, right? Oh, um, it makes sense, but it's also sad, and I don't want them to turn and start killing people. But and the Marleans uh, yeah, hand over all the Titan serum that they stole from Marley, so now the military yes. has Titan serum. Yeah, and I wonder what their plans are with that because everyone's like, "Ha ha!" Now we have Titan serum, so we have so many this options. He's gonna go transform a cute the girl. What are they so talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's finally yeah. coming around full circle um the 104th are working on the railroad this everything about these scenes are just great right? i love this scene Nick- of them working on the railroad especially like just the conversations in the foreground and then into the entire time in the background armin chasing sasha around <laughs> as sasha drinks yeah. all of their water and also mikasa just fucking like shouldering like 12 railroad tracks like it's nothing um yeah levi's tiny there's the funny scene where he shows up and he's like three feet shorter than everyone he's like man you guys are getting really tall too connie fucking sprung up connie springer he's a big boy he used to be the Um, shortest um guy on the survey corps i like hanji's funny suit (laughs) she just has this like really poorly fitted suit that she wears now um and yeah, they all they all like hop on the train and are heading back home. And Hanji like gave them this idea of like, well, fuck if like the the Azumbitos aren't going to help us, like they aren't going to try to find an alternative to Zeke's plan because they just want all of the crystal, right? So we're kind of on our own here, and maybe our best course of action is to infiltrate Marley, sh- like show them our faces, show them that we're good people. And then maybe we can have a diplomatic solution from there. Um, and so that leads to a conversation of Aaron being like, well, I've only got five years left. I got to pick my successor. Uh, and this is just a great scene. This is fucking amazing. Because um, it's just all of these people realizing how much they mean to each other. Yeah. And like kind of accidentally saying it out yeah. loud to one another. Right. Because Mikasa's like, I'll do it. And John's like, no, 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 no. I'll do it. Like, we still don't know what the hell you're all about. And I'm smarter, cooler, uh, a better leader than Aaron. So obviously it has to be me. And that's when Connie says, no, we can't lose someone that good. It has to be me. Sasha's uh-huh. saying, no, you're an idiot. And Connie's like, well, you're a bigger idiot than me. This back and forth is genuinely the fucking funniest thing ever. Like, because Connie... um. Sasha says, that's not good at all. You're an idiot. And Connie's like, eh? Uh-huh. And she's like, don't eh me. You're so stupid. And Connie just goes, eh? And then, and then afterwards, Connie's like, that's weird. And then Sasha's like, eh? It's like, you're more of an idiot than I am. And then they both like are staring at each other with like shocked faces. And they're both like, eh? Eh? It's fucking amazing. That shit made me laugh so hard. Um... And yeah, it's just they're all they all realize that they're trying to save each other 
from this fate. And they're all kind of, I don't know, I connected it to Falco a little bit. Yeah, I was trying to save to Gabby. That. Yeah, it, like they all have that exact same vibe. Um, and I don't know, just the comparison between like the warrior candidates are all kind of fighting to become a Titan for their own selfish reasons, except for Falco. And then now we have a group of Falcos that are all like, oh shit, we like each other. And they all get flush in the face. Yeah. And they all get mad about it. It's a good scene. Yeah, and that um, ties into um, later they're arguing and they're being like, Aaron doesn't care about us at all. And Kasa's like, mm-hmm. no, he does think about the train. And Connie's like, you know what he did when Sasha died? He fucking <laughs> laughed. Yeah, I know. This conversation is like, I don't know, kind of the peak of Mikasa's rose-tinted glasses towards Aaron, right? Like, she's just not accepting that anything he's doing is actually him. Like, they keep talking about, like, Aaron is not Aaron. Like, he's not acting like Aaron at all. Um, And there's just this idea of, like, well, yeah, he's not acting like Aaron, but he's still Aaron, and if it comes to it, I'm gonna fucking murk him. (laughs) Um, And yeah, Armin ends this whole thing with like, well, Mikasa and I will go talk to him, try to figure out what's actually going on, and if that doesn't work, maybe we gotta have someone who we trust eat him. Um, yeah. Which is just dark and sad, but also fuck Aaron, he's being an asshole. And then the episode ends on just like a shot of Zeke in the forest. I don't know if there's anything more to that that I was supposed to pick up, but it's just kind of like it's a pan. It's a slow pan to his face as he's in the forest, just like reading something. Yeah, he's just reading a book. Just reading a book. <laughs> All right. Um, that's the episode. I don't know if I missed anything important. Not that but I can recall. The next episode, I'm forgetting the name, but the recap, like the the little teaser, is like Gabby and Falco are escaping. Which makes me like triple, quadruple nervous um, for their lives. It also is kind of get, kind of giving me the vibes of because they're like running through the forest, right? Um, trying to escape, and it's giving me vibes of like uh, Barrett Holt and Reiner in the forest trying to escape in season two. Um, so I'm excited for that. Episode seventy is called Deceiver. Deceiver. Okay. Interesting. Which I don't know I don't who know the, fuck the fuck they're fuck referring that to. That's like half the characters yeah. at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it's Aaron and we finally find out what's going on with our little buddy. His haircut looks stupid. He's a hippie. Hanji likes it. I don't like it. Uh, I want to see what Aaron looks like with short hair. No character. Connie's the only character with short hair. Armin's Whatever. hair got shorter. He's another one. Um still covering his forehead though Mikasa's do you think isayama doesn't like drawing foreheads mikasa and armin donated their hair to aaron <laughs> good bit um no but you can see in the flashbacks as the years progress aaron's hair is just getting longer and longer kind of like oh, showing yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not really keeping it that is something i wanted to mention i think that the age progression in the different times is done very well like, they look so fucking young in that first scene of um, Brave Recruits. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, every step of the way. Like, it's not too drastic, the changes. 
um, it's like just enough every single time to be like, yeah, a year passed. And like, I know what time I'm in now because Aaron Harris this length, right? <laughs> like, that's kind of what, yeah. what keeps you straight. Now he's in sexy man bun Aaron phase. Yeah. Um, trying to think of anything out. Uh, the, some of the characters looked weird a little bit. Like, Jean looked really weird in Brave Recruits. The way they drew his face was... Fucking I, god, I, I just gave up. I wanted to him. just for the bit. Whatever. It's the same difference. Um, um and then uh big Pixis head, looks kind of funny. No, the, they gave him I didn't I, I didn't think anything was wrong with anyone except Pixies in that one shot where he looks head. like people are memeing him and turning him into Megamind because he's just got this <laughs> massive fucking forehead. He looks like boss baby. Pixis is boss baby. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's all I want to talk about though. These are good episodes. Um once again, it's like I'm I'm very happy that this season didn't end up just being all out action. Like the action that's there is incredible, but we've had so many episodes that's just like these quiet reflections on who these characters are and like their development. Um yeah, I I just I'm still so into the direction this season is taking. Um six more am, episodes so- left. I don't believe... Well, okay, I'm kind of starting to believe it, though. Oh, here's a question I want to ask you, Ben, and we'll probably end the episode on this. Are they still going two chapters at a time about? Because these episodes seem to be, like, flying by super fast in terms of pacing. Like, a lot is going on. It's about two chapters still. Really? Mm -hmm. The dialogue, you have to keep in mind that it takes a longer time to get through dialogue chapters than action chapters. Right. I was wondering if like maybe this is where they were kind of catching up to the manga a bit, but they're picking apart right. the episodes like crazy. Not. Like it's not like strictly two chapters. It's basically two chapters. Mm-hmm. They re- they're rearranging yeah. pieces. And I'm glad they're doing it this yeah. way because it's such a good assembly of the story. Yeah, because as yeah. you can tell, there's a lot of different storylines happening all at the same mm-hmm. time. So they're simply rearranging the scenes to make them flow better within like one the, episode. Like the Gabby um, and Falco right. stuff was probably supposed to be in this episode. But in I'm glad more. that they've shifted mm-hmm. it yeah. to be it's then in the next one. Yeah, so they like mm-hmm. rearrange scenes so that like Armin talking to Annie was like the conclusion of the first episode, and then gotcha. Um, they rearrange the scenes so that it lines up with um, this, like, kind of this thread of what is a- going on with Aaron? What are Aaron's thoughts? What do we know about Aaron? Is like this mm-hmm. episode. And then I guess now we'll kind of be seeing the Gabby Falco stuff that got pushed to next episode. Fuck yeah, I'm excited. Shall we end the episode? No. Sure. Uh, no? Okay, yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tea Time with Titans Extras. If you like this show, don't forget that we are rewatching the entire series with our good friend Brian, who has never seen an anime before, over on our main feed. That is just Tea Time with Titans. Our social medias are at Tea Time with Titans on Instagram and at Tea Time Titans on Twitter. Give us a rating, five stars out of five. Let us know if we did not cover something that you think we should have covered because we probably missed something huge. Uh, and until next week, uh, bye bye.